You're hearing and reading about it everywhere these days, the potential impacts of artificial intelligence, or AI, on industries across life as we know it, from packing and shipping, self-driving cars, virtual assistants, and even an activity tracking device for a cow. You may be wondering why a cow needs a pedometer, but researchers have utilized AI in agriculture for years to help monitor crops, soil, livestock, and weather damage. They collect and analyze the data to help farmers better understand what's happening on their farms and reduce risk to crops and livestock. Today on Farms, Food, and You, we'll dig deep into AI and other technology utilized in agricultural research with Javon Smith, a research computing manager for NC State College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. We'll learn how data is being gathered across NC State research stations and then analyzed and processed back at NC State to help improve agriculture and predict trouble at its onset. NC State COWS covers a lot of ground in agriculture research. One of the biggest challenges is connecting all that research to stakeholders in the college and across the state. Smith and his team play a major role in that. So I support any of the agriculture and life sciences systems, pipelines, digital assets, technologies. So that's on campus. Uh, so all of our research facilities on campus, like the Plant Sciences Initiative, uh, the Phytotron, for instance. And we also support the 18 research stations across the state of North Carolina as well. Um, and the external outlying research entities like the Plants for Human Health Institute and the NC Food Innovation Lab as well. So it's a lot, a lot of area, a lot of geographic space to cover, a lot of moving pieces. Um, and we have a lot of interactions also with our extension IT partners too. So basically seeing that pipeline go from research to you know teaching to, to extension. Um, so we're, we're injected in every part of that process from beginning to end. So that covers basically computing systems, what we call endpoint nodes, right? So that's research machines that are connected to, it could be from instrumentation, gel docs, sequencers, any kind of analytics machines, HPLCs. So anything that's in the lab, we support. And so that also extends to systems as well. So for instance, in the plant sciences building, we have uh, a high performance computing cluster that basically does a lot of our artificial intelligence and machine learning um, system analysis. And so we also support that. So if you kind of look at the plant science initiative, the plant sciences building kind of being the inside of the hub, and then the research stations are like the spokes. And so a lot of the data that we're getting from the field comes into the plant sciences building for analysis. And so we support the hub and the spokes out in the field as well. One of the biggest initiatives Smith and his team are tackling in the next few years is connectivity, getting internet access to better share and exchange information in real time. And really phase one is connectivity. So obviously the federal government is doing a lot of work with this, with the new B grant and the FCC and the NTIA basically two of the major components to this, the money and funding that's coming uh, to the states. But connectivity is probably, if you talk to most farmers, even NC State farms, right, our biggest challenge is connectivity. You know, obviously, a lot of farms are in very rural areas, which doesn't help. You know, a lot of internet service providers like Spectrum, AT&T, they're looking at return on investment, right? So if they're going to run, fiber costs a lot of money to deploy, as you, you probably know. Um, and so if they're de when they deploy it, they they don't normally look at farms in rural areas because there's not a lot of density of people and populations there. So the return on investment isn't, you know, to them sometimes doesn't doesn't add up. So 
Uh, we're having to we're really having to partner with the providers Spectrum, AT&T, MCNC is our major partner. So we partner with them at all levels to help and in, in make us part of the, the process for inclusivity when it comes to connectivity for broadband. So we are at a, on a really aggressive plan to get all of our research stations connected to fiber over the next two to three years. Farmers obviously ha- are going to have a harder time than that because we, you know, we obviously have, you know, relationships with some of the ISPs, but we're also lobbying for connectivity to any farmer through, through extension partnerships. We have a resource available and there's resources available at the Friday Institute and at the state level for any farmer who's looking to connect their farm to high-speed internet services. So, The next phase for his team is determining what to do with the information from research programs around the state. So connectivity is number one, right? So once the connection's made, then what, right? So then it, then it's how do you create pipelines? How do you create analytics pipelines? So the, cause you know, connecting the farms, getting the data is just one piece. Once you have all this data, right? What do you do with it? So it doesn't have a lot of value if it's just sitting in a database or in some kind of table somewhere. If it's on a spreadsheet, you know, if the data sitting in a spreadsheet or sitting in a SQL library doesn't really do much. It's how do you, how do you analyze it? How do you manipulate it? How do you get inside? How do you draw conclusions from it? Right. So that's the, that's closing the loop, what we consider to be closing the loop. So once the data gets into the system, you know, we have tools like SAS. That's where SAS comes in. Um, SPSS, R, Data Sciences Academy. So in our, for instance, in our PSI building, we have two dedicated think tank labs that are basically designed to now process and analyze the data to draw conclusions and to make insights. So that's kind of the next phase after the connectivity happens is now helping farmers with the proper analysis of that data. So how important is AI in its analysis for farming? It enables real-time mitigation for issues in the field. AI is just another level, I would say another framework that's going to be really important over the next 10 to 20 years. You already see it popping up in other areas like transportation, speech recognition and analysis, agriculture. It's going to help make even more intelligent decisions quicker, too. So more real time decisions. And so one of the one of the main drivers right now is phenotyping. So, you know, identification of weeds, for instance. Right. So AI can help improve the, the ter- return time to help treat a field that has a weed population in it that you want to treat and remove. You know, instead of waiting for the weeds to grow and, you know, take up over field, now as your tractor moves through the field, our AI cameras can actually scan and identify quickly within seconds different weed variations and types in the field without having to have a person go out and actually manually physically inspect those. And so that's a, that's an example of where now you've, uh, really changed the game up for a farmer who is struggling with, you know, crop yields. So technology is directly helping improve that that return on investment that they're they're putting in. Farming is a hard work, hard is a, it's very hard, right? Traditionally, so this tech is really helping the farmers become more efficient, productive. AI is happening close to campus at the Lake Wheeler Road Field Laboratories, only five miles from downtown Raleigh. 23 educational units work to make farming practices more efficient, sustainable, and profitable for today and generations to come. So, yeah, so Lake Wheeler is a great asset for the for the university, for one, because it has really close physical proximity to NC State campus, right? So students don't have to drive, you know, 50, 60 miles away to do research so they can go to Lake Wheeler. But so that's one of the that's one of the geographical uh, assets that we have um, is, is just proximity to campus. 
But so it's a great test bed for anything that is not off the shelf, ready to go. So uh, we have a lot of instrumentation, for instance, in the dairy area uh, where we're doing animal behavior health analysis for the cows. So the same cows that provide milk for howling cow, we're actually doing research on those cows as well. So we're putting things like the, I would say it's the, the easiest way to understand it is basically like a Fitbit device or a Apple Watch device around the cow. And so it could tell how it has a pedometer. So it could tell how many steps the cow has taking. It could tell when they're ready to be milked. It has a bunch of insights in it that can help do predictive analysis. I um, mean, in the future, it can even help predict and prevent disease earlier on. So the goal is to try to get in front of some of those types of problems with production of milk and other uh, uh, products from 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 dairy. So and then that's the animal side. So in the in the field and food side and plant side, you know, we have sensors in the field that do everything from soil moisture, salinity to pH, all types of different variable sensors that can pick up environmental factors, optical sensors for light, photovoltaic. And so instead of having a person to drive out there and actually manually take these take these samples, it's automatically being done by technology. Yeah, so it's it's all types of variable sensors that are out there and it's growing every year. The the market's really starting to to come alive. I mean, then the cool part is, is that stuff that doesn't exist that we can't get off the shelf, we make. So we have the makerspace here, which is a huge asset. We actually have our grand open in April 18th. So we actually now have the capability inside the college to make design all the way from the integrated circuit level, our own technology, so we can actually deploy that. So it's even almost has a little bit of an inventorship uh, aspect to it, too. NC State researchers are using AI to tackle all sorts of challenges. Some of the largest users of this, uh, Dr. Jean Rustano with her plant sensor technology. Uh, so, you know, you're developing sensors to prevent plant pandemics, right? So pre- preventing the next famine and outbreak of food, of, on food. Um, and then we also have Chris Re- Dr. Chris Reberg Horton also, too, is using that lab for developing high output uh, phenotyping systems uh, for, for plants and uh, crops. So what's next in farm tech? Smith has a preview. So I think what's going to happen really in the next five years, we're going to reduce the time from problem acquisition to corrective action remediation. It's going to really reduce. So we'll be able to take, okay, right now we got it. Right now we need to go spray that field immediately because there's a problem and we can detect it at the micro level, at the cellular cellular level. Um, We have some researchers doing stuff that are at the DNA level. RNA level. And so we'll be able to, to like really, really, really detect problems much earlier. And that's just going to be an enabler to improving food production, um, to, you know, making crop yields a lot better than what they are now. Obviously, there's a lot of land that's turning more urban, less rural. So we're, we have less land, more people. And so I think these te- technologies are going to really help improve a lot of that that cycle of problems that we can be going into. And so I think the next big thing that we're really focused on is the food and animal systems. Um, We talk a lot about plants, but there's also too a lot of tech that you really haven't heard of that's going to be really important for the food and animal initiative that's coming out. So I I say look out for the food and animal initiative. That's going to be huge. So we already have some researchers starting to kind of scratch the surface with animal, animal behavior health studies. And so the tech on those is going to be really, really important. To learn more about AI and research at work, check out the Cal Spring Magazine in the show notes. Thank you for joining us on Farms, Food, and You. This podcast is a product of NC State Extension and the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences at North Carolina State University. If you would like to support the show, 
please share this episode on social media and leave a review on your podcasting app of choice. We'd love to hear from you. Let's talk soon.